Amen. How many of you were here this morning? Where were the rest of you? Uh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. You know, there's nothing that excites me more than to preach the Word of God. Uh, this is my assignment, and so this is the best place that I can be. And so I'm so grateful for that. I'm so happy for the churches to open once again and, and uh, to see the movement that's taking place. So thank you, Pastor Bert, for the opportunity to be here. Um, I had a fun time with this afternoon with my children, and so I'm looking forward to get back to them tomorrow and, uh, and just enjoy my family. I thank God for a wife that supports me. It's impossible to do what we do without uh, a wife and children that support. And so they are with me in ministry, whether they're here physically or not. They're part of whatever we are doing. I mean, God calls you to ministry, he calls a family. And so they are just as much called as I am. And so I'm thankful uh, for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, um, in the future, to bring my wife with me. So the children are uh, three and seven years old, and uh, they're almost at that age where we can lock them in the trunk of the car and leave them <laughs> with some food for the weekend. And uh, we're looking forward to that place where we can travel again and, uh, <laughs> as a couple and have some time together. Let's pray and we can get into the Word tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the Word. And Father, thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord, for your assignment for this ministry specifically. And Father, I pray tonight for protection over this ministry. Lord, I pray that you surround this ministry with your angels. Thank you, Lord, that they are on assignment right now, that nothing has changed. Lord, I pray for every, every person that's on leadership, that is uh, in the band, that's helping to make this happen tonight. And Father, I speak a blessing over their lives, over their families. And Father, I pray for divine protection upon this ministry, Lord that they will finish uh, the task you've given them, Lord. Lord, I pray for this community, your hand upon this community and the people that's here. Father, we come against any form of addiction that's trying to, to overthrow or conquer this city, and we declare that this city belongs to you and you alone. We declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts, chapter 27. Acts 27, verse 22. So Paul writes here, and uh, let's start. He says, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. So Paul speaking to the men on this ship, and he's saying that God sent the angel to appear to me last night, and he said that we're going to make it. And uh, it's amazing because he says we're going to make it, but hold on. We're going to crash. <laughs> so we have to run aground on some island. And so on this boat right now, there's two groups of people. There is soldiers and there is sailors. Soldiers are focused on the mission and on the assignment. 
but sailors only care about their lives and the cargo. And so he's addressing these two groups of people right now, and he's saying that keep up your courage. We're going to be okay. Angel of the Lord appeared to me, and we are going to be okay. And tonight I'm speaking to a group of soldiers. In these times, there's people that have become so focused on their lives and the cargo that they're missing the assignment that God has sent them on. And tonight, I'm addressing you as soldiers, not as sailors. There's an assignment that God is on your life right now, and you are here by divine appointment because the Lord has a purpose and a plan for your life. Now, uh, seven years ago, the Lord called me. I've been in ministry for 21 years this year, but uh, 15 years ago, um, for 15 years, I was involved in in ministry with my parents. And uh, then the Lord... Uh, spoke to me and he said, I'm calling you uh, to the nations. Will you go? And God said to me, I'm sending you to 40 different nations. Will you go? Uh, this was seven years ago. I said, Lord, I'll go to four. I don't have to go to 40. Whatever, you, I'll, I'll do it. And I said, God, but one thing that I ask of you is that I would be able to take my family with me. Wherever I travel, wherever I go, that we will not be separated, that we can, we can do this as a family. And God answered me. He said, he said uh, yes, you can take them with you, and I will honor you for the fact that you've chosen to take them with you and make them part of the journey. And so we started to travel internationally only seven years ago. Um, before, in that 15 years, I've not traveled. I've only been in South Africa in the local ministry. But seven years ago, we started to travel extensively. And as we travel, we always try to keep our family together. Where we go, and we've tried to figure out a system, how to do it as a family. We tried to live in hotels, going from hotel to hotel to hotel, and that just didn't work. And then uh, we developed a system where I would go to a nation ahead of them. I would prepare a place for us to stay. I would get a vehicle. I would buy groceries, and then they would come and everything would be set up, and we would have a base that we would function from, and uh, uh, I would fly in and out from that place, and uh, they would just stay there. And so this is the system that we have created. And so we do it every year, January, February, we are in Europe, and uh, we have a place that we rent, and then we minister as a family from there. And then we go to the next nation, and this is uh, for this season of our lives how we do it. Same thing with America. But often... I go to nations and places, and so in the last seven years, I've been to 40 different nations, and uh, my children have been with me to 17 of those nations, um, and uh, so we've traveled extensively, but often we would go to places where, um, you know, where it's horrific, places where uh, I don't want to leave my family in that town or in that area or that place, and, and so we'd be in this situation often where uh, I would go before them, um, and they would come, and they left behind somewhere until we united. Normally, just a week or two weeks, I'm ahead of them, and they would fly back, and so we would continue. But one night, I was in a hotel room, and uh, they were in a nation where there was just terrible things happening in that nation at the moment. And uh, um, I got some reports of what was happening there. Very unsafe place, a uh, place where... People could not drive around after 8 p.m. at night 
where it was not safe for women to even be in the streets. And uh, she was uh, in this nation with the children, uh, two babies. And uh, I was in the hotel room, and I got this report of what was happening in that nation. And uh, I did some research and just all the negative stuff in the news that was happening there at that time. And as I laid in the hotel room, I sensed a spirit of fear came into the room, intense spirit. And uh, I started to, to think about everything that would go wrong. And, and, and in a situation, if something would happen to my family, the quickest that I can be there for them would be two days. If I had to get on a plane, it'll take me two days to get to them if something would happen. And so it's not something where I can just quickly be there. I'm thinking of all these things, and as I think about it and I see what happens, uh, without thinking, I said, God, if anything would happen to my family on your watch, I will quit. I said it. And as I said it, a couple of minutes later, the phone rang. It was 8 p.m. in the evening in, in America, but where they were six, seven hours later in midnight, like in midnight. And uh, my, my, I answered the phone, and my wife was screaming and shouting over the phone. I went into total shock. I didn't hear anything she was saying at that moment. I just knew something was wrong. And uh, I didn't hear what was happening in total shock. And I heard something about they rushing to the hospital. And it's a place where it's unsafe for her to drive with the children. She cannot be in the streets out there. And uh, so she said that, uh, she said, uh, um, my son cannot breathe. And I said, uh, I thought something far worse happened to them. And uh, I said, okay, that's, that's okay. That's not too bad. And she got upset on the phone because I'm saying it's okay. And I said, no, no, I'm not meaning that. It's just I thought something worse, worse happened. And I said to her, just give me a minute. I'll phone you back now. And I'm thinking, who can I phone? And how can we get someone to help her at that moment? But in the same time, I say, God, why is this happening to us right now? Why are we going through this? And God says to me, it is because... You have spoken it. You have said it. And right there in that moment, I realized what was happening. And uh, I said, God, I, I repent. Forgive me for, for what, I, what I said. I just I said it with, with you know, in ignorance. And uh, I released something in, in the spirit. I spoke something into existence. And I said, Lord, forgive me. And uh, right there, a couple of minutes later, she phones me back. She says, everything is okay. And I hear my son in the car. He says, no, Dad, everything is fine. And so they got to the hospital. They turned around again. They're heading back home. And everything is fine. And uh, I put the phone down, and the Lord starts to speak to me. And he says to me that the enemy is looking for opportunity in every one of our lives, and he's, find, he's trying to find a place in your life that would make you quit that would make you give up. And so in the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 25, he says, For the thing which I greatly fear comes upon me, and, and that of which I'm afraid of befalls me. The exact thing that I'm afraid that it would happen to me. And I realized in that moment, when I repented, I realized that I have accepted God, I've received God as my personal Lord and Savior. But through ministry, 
I have put my wife and children on the throne of my heart. And my life came to a place where if anything would happen to them, I would quit. And right there, I realized that God needs to come and fill His rightful place again. And so I said, Lord, I'll do everything in my capacity to be the best husband that I can be and to be the best father that I can be. But I ask you to come and take your rightful place back and be seated on the throne of my heart. And as I did that, suddenly everything shifted and, uh, and God just took care of everything right there. Now I'm sharing it with you tonight in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 30, says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so the enemy is watching and trying to find something in your life that would make you give up. He tests us on finances, and if he cannot get you on finances, and then he goes to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And he's trying to get that very thing that would cause you to give up, to quit, and to walk away. No matter whether you are in ministry, no matter whether you are in business, whatever level you are functioning in, he's trying to find that weakness, that very thing. And so when I spoke that, I empowered the enemy to come and steal, kill, and destroy without thinking what I was saying at that moment. I'm sharing it with you tonight because what we are facing right now, people are releasing a lot of things in the atmosphere. They're saying a lot of things. They're speaking a lot of fear. And that fear and things they're speaking, they are enabling enemy to come and steal kill and destroy. I listen to people today, Americans specifically, and I hear out of their mouths, I only live for my children. I hear people say this week, I only live for my grandchildren. I only live for my wife. I only live for my husband. I only live for this relationship. And so what we are doing is we are saying that if anything would happen to this, I'll give up. And what you're doing, you are positioning yourself for an attack of the enemy. Is looking to find something that would get you to walk away, get you to give up. And so tonight, I want to give you the opportunity to make that exchange. And so whatever you have allowed to come and be seated on the throne of your heart, whether it's family, with its finances, whatever it might be, to make that exchange today, tonight, with God and say, God, come and be seated on the throne of my heart. I've given my life to you. I'm serving you. But be seated on the throne of my heart. I want to make that exchange. Now, it wasn't easy for me. It was very tough and very difficult because they were very close to my heart. And to be in that position where I had to make that exchange and trust God, and release them back to Him. Because I was ready to give up if anything would happen to them. And I had to make that exchange to say, God, 
even though I care for them with all my heart, I want to be the best husband, best father that I can be, I will still fail. And I want to make that exchange. And I want, I want you to know, God, that you are the most important thing to me. Nothing else. And I had to make that exchange. And when I did that, the whole atmosphere started to shift immediately right there. Now, I want to say this to you. This is what the Word of God says. Many people speak about a hundredfold return. They, they talk about tithing, and they talk about offerings, and they talk about that, and they mention hundredfold. But I want to take you to the place in the Bible right now where it speaks about a hundredfold. And it is the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 29. He says, Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brother or sister or mother or father or children or field for me and the gospel will fail to receive hundred times as much in this present age. Not in heaven, in this present age. As so I want you to know tonight that your reward is secured. You don't have to be concerned about your reward. Your reward is secured. And so whatever we sacrifice, whatever we sacrifice for the sake of the gospel, we will receive a hundredfold reward in this lifetime. Right here, right now. And so it is secure. There's not something that you have to, that you have to give up, that you have to sur surrender. He will, He promised us that He will take care of us. But my question is tonight is who is seated on the throne of your heart? What have you placed on the throne of your heart? What is the very thing that would cause you to quit? I hear in America, I hear a lot of people say, I want to leave an inheritance to my children. To be honest with you tonight, I don't want to leave an inheritance to my children. I want to leave an inheritance for the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God will take care of my children far greater than what I can. Far greater. It's a, it's a promise that He's given us. And so I'm not living just for their inheritance. I'm not just living to accumulate things so I can give them a better life. I want to live a better life for the next generation. For the kingdom. The kingdom of God will take care of my family, will take care of my children, and the kingdom of God will give them a far greater reward that, that I can ever give them, ever. And so right now we are on assignment, and people in this room are, you have different assignments, but the enemy is trying out of your mouth to hear what would cause you to quit, what would cause you to give up. And so we're saying things without thinking, He's saying, everything, anything would happen to my parents. If anything would happen to this one, everything would happen. You, there's so many people that I counsel today that only live for a relationship. They're not even married. Just people that are dating one another. And if that relationship, just that relationship breaks up, they turn their backs on God. That they walk away because the relationship didn't work. And so their entire life and existence only <laughs> revolves around that relationship. It's the everything. And so what, what it means is that that individual is seated on the throne of their heart.
God wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. He's a good, good father. It's his desire not to keep anything from you. But nothing, nothing can fill his place in your life. Nothing. He needs to be seated on the throne of your heart. And so tonight I'm speaking to people, and I want to give you that opportunity tonight to ask God for forgiveness for things that you have said, you've spoken. And in the same way tonight, prophetically, I want to pray for a crop failure, for everything negative that you spoke, that it would not come into existence, that it would not happen. This is a time where we have to be careful what we say, what we speak, because the very thing that we speak will come into existence. Now, you don't have to be a prophet to speak things into existence. You just have to be a son and daughter of God. The same power that I prophesy with is the same power that you speak with. And when you're speaking, you are calling things into existence. The very thing will come into existence. The very thing will happen within your life. We're living in a time where we cannot put anything in the position and the place, you know, that God has to fulfill. And it's so easy to put stuff in that place, to put material things in that place, to put uh, false securities in that place, and to think, well, that is a security. Let me tell you the truth. Nothing is secure right now. The only thing that is secure is God. Nothing else. This world is not secure. Nothing. Government is not secure. Investments are not secure. None of that is stable right now. Any moment it can be shaken, any moment it can fall apart. But His Word remains. That's the only thing that's stable right now in our lives. And so tonight, I want to pray with you and end and ask you to make that exchange. It's a, it's a personal thing between you and God. To make that exchange, say, God, I want to surrender that very thing that has become so important to me that I would give up. I want to surrender it back to you. I pray tonight that you would get revelation and understanding of your assignment from heaven, that you would understand the importance of that right now. You are not running that ministry, running that business, or even that family for someone else. It belongs to God. And that you would understand, being a church does not make it kingdom. Being a business does not make it kingdom. You can still be focused on your own kingdom and build your own thing. And so therefore, it is vital for us to reassure and to confirm that we are doing the very thing that God has called us to do. That we, we are, that, that this church belongs to Him. That your business belongs to Him. And so God does not build His kingdom with wealthy people. God builds His kingdom with generous people. And a generous person knows that they own nothing, but they are stewards of everything. They know that nothing, nothing material belongs to them. 
the money in their bank account, the investments that they have, the material gain they have, it's not theirs. They know it belongs to God. But they are stewards of everything. Everything that comes through their hands, that comes through their life, they steward it as if they steward it unto God. They steward it for the kingdom. And so we're in a time now where people are grabbing false securities. The whole world. Now, the whole world is sending out a message now of fear. And what happens when fear is released, people grab on, they're looking for something stable. They want to hold on to something. And so they grab on anything that they think is stable. They suddenly, they hold everything because they, they, they're afraid. But <laughs> the kingdom of God says expand, release, grow, move forward. Opposite of that. And so while everyone is in fear right now, this is not a time for us to be in fear. Not a time to respond to what the world is saying. Our lives belongs to Him. And He will take care of us. He will protect us. He will guide us. He will show us the path to walk on. But for that to happen, He needs to be seated on the throne of my heart. And I'm telling you tonight, even though I'm in ministry, effectively traveling the world, making an impact, you can still have other things that are seated on the throne of your heart. doesn't mean because you're in ministry that God is seated on the throne of your heart. And so in it, you can miss it. And so I have to reassure myself often to say, God, I bow before you. I need you. I'm dependent on you. I cannot do this without you. I have to, I have to remind myself. And tonight, I want to tell you that God loves it when you admit that you are weak. Because when you are weak, he's strong. But this society that we live in, or I don't know if it's a society or just America, but it's a society where everything is about being strong. You have to be the best, you have to be strong, you have to lead, you have to be up there. And so it makes no room for God. Let's make room for God and say, God, I need you. I cannot do this. I don't know how people can even keep a marriage together today without God. I can't. I don't know how people can even take care of the children, make decisions on a daily basis. How do you run a business without God, without His counsel, without His wisdom? Nevertheless, the church, how do you, how do you <laughs> make decisions daily if you don't have Him and He's not part of it? Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for every person that's seated in this room right now. Father, I want to ask tonight, Lord, we want to repent. And we want to say, Lord, forgive us for what we have said. Father, forgive us for saying and speaking negative things without thinking, Lord. Father, tonight we want to repent and ask forgiveness for that. And Father, then we, would, we want to release whatever we have placed on the throne of our hearts, we want to release that back to you now. And so, Father, right now, we release our husbands, wives, children, parents, grandchildren. Release them back to you, Lord. There is no one that can take better care of them than you. Father, we want to release possessions back to you. Material things, cars, houses, investments. Shares, stocks, whatever has become a security in our lives, we release it back to you, Father. And we ask, Lord, come 
and take back your rightful place in our lives. Father, be seated on the throne of my heart. Father, I pray for intervention within those areas of our lives. Intervene in our families. Intervene in our marriages. Intervene in, all, in our finances and every one of those things. We surrender it back to you. And Father, tonight we report as soldiers. And the mission will become more important to us than our lives and the cargo. We might lose the cargo and our lives, but we will fulfill our assignment. As a father tonight, I'm addressing soldiers prophetically. And we're saying, Lord, we report for duty. The mission is important for us. We are here on a mission sent by you. And we will not just run the race, but we will also keep the faith. And so, Father, I pray for people right now that they would not lose their faith. They would keep their faith. Father, forgive us. I pray right now for every word that was spoken negatively. Lord, I pray for a crop failure that none of those words will come into existence. They will not produce anything. We cancel it and we call it null and void right now. Father, I pray for words that you would guide us and give us wisdom and understanding and what to speak. I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to speak a declaration over you tonight and the only thing that I need from you is just to be in, this, just to be in agreement with me. God spoke to me. I said, Lord, there's so many things that's happening globally and uh, what, do, what do we do about it? And God says, I want you to start to speak over it. Speak over it. Speak into existence what you want. And so I want to speak this word over this community, over this state, over this area. And I just want you to be in agreement with me as I speak it right now, a blessing over this area. Father, right now, I declare it will be safe to remove our masks soon. I declare COVID and every variant will cease to exist. I declare the works of the enemy will be exposed. Churches will open 100%. Businesses will open 100%. Borders will open 100%. I declare we will enter the new season you have called us for. The church will flourish. Businesses will flourish. The kingdom and its people will live in health and in abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.